Hi, this, this is Whiskey Wolves of the West, West and you are listening to the Cloud Watcher Uno podcast. podcast. Oh, hey there. Hello. Hello. Cool bookshelf, Lee Child. Oh, I love Lee Child. Jack Reed for the win. I've, I've, I, I, uh, a friend of mine, our co-writer, Jack Timchin, sent me one of his books. He's like a huge fan, and I still have not read it. Um, I have every single one signed. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Is he a British author? Yes. So he was born in the mid in the Midlands, uh, but um, now he lives in New York, and uh, he's done twenty four books, and um, now he's handing over the reins to his bro- brother now, but he's got his brother to change his name. Oh, Hilly Child? <laughs> <laughs> was like that James Patterson, doesn't James Patterson has like a whole stable of artists that like write under his character? He has like- yeah, 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 yeah. He, he just comes up with the idea and then the rest of them just go like, yeah, okay. Yeah, there we go. But, but, but no, he, he uh, um, All right. Hey, I'm, I'm Tim, by the way. I know. <laughs> you're, you're Amar. You're, no, so you're Tim. Yeah. You're Lee, right? Yes. And, and that's that's not me. That's so. Uh, I am Cloud Watcher Uno. Oh, you Cloud Watcher. That is. <laughs> so, right. my name is Mohinder. And uh, I'm a P. Is uh, is is my boy. My so. Boy. He sets up all the technical stuff, and then I get to do all the speaking stuff and everything, everything like that. All right, cool. Great. What, so what do we call you? Mo. Mo. All right. There you go. Mo. My boy. Um, just to let you know, I'm completely geeking out on this side of the screen here in London, London. Because I love your music so much, and to actually finally have you here, it's oh, like, yes. Well, we are dying to get uh, over there. We had big plans to come to Amsterdam, yeah, in June, in Germany, yeah. and uh, and then yeah, we've just been trying. My wife and I have actually been looking at like exchanging like a house with somebody in London oh, yeah, yeah. For like a month so we could hub out of there, you know? Yeah. And, and I didn't totally worry about this yet. Making big plans for next year. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, because um, I I heard I, I heard your, your album, I, I can't take me, me anyway, but it was that, it was that track that just gripped me, that, you know, you're, you're singing along and then the hook, that boom, 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 it's like, whoa, whoa, who are these guys? Where did, where did I come from? Which two of you, Jin, 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 she's like, oh, like, yeah, this is the hook, this is the memory, did you come, come with it together? Or was it separately? Or were you just locked into a room and you can't leave the room until you've done this song? Well, <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah, uh, well, uh, the song we had, I Can't Take Me Anywhere, it was a song that I had recorded years ago with an old uh, old friend of mine, Eddie Kramer, who was the, you know, he worked with uh, Jimi Hendrix for all his recordings, and, and uh, we worked together briefly, like, I forget, 2009, 2010. And that was one of the songs I had worked on with him, but, um, and I had written a version of it and it wasn't very, I just, I never really liked it. I thought it wasn't, wasn't really a finished song. So I didn't release it. <coughs> and then, um, and years later I was mowing the lawn and I, and I was thinking about writing a song. I guess I'd just seen a Randy Hauser or somebody uh, on, a, on a YouTube video. And I thought I'd write a song for Randy Hauser and I was just kind of mowing the lawn, and the first couple lines came to me. Uh, you know, I've been kicked out of more bars than I've been in, hit yeah. the bullseye. And I had the whole first verse written, and then the chorus, uh, the first two lines of the chorus, 
I thought I'd had, oh man, I had this great song. And then um, me and Tim went out to California to write with Jack Timption, who's a, you know, a great, great songwriter. He wrote a Peaceful Easy Feeling and Already Gone. He's like, he's, uh, we were writing Hall of Fame. in June and he was getting ready to get inducted to the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Yeah, like a week later. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> so, so he kind of, his warm up uh, was hanging out with us and, uh, we had written already three or four songs in a sitting and they were, and we were just kind of, we didn't want to leave. We were all hanging out and having a good time. So, um, and I had half a, half of a bottle of wine to finish. So we decided to stick around and I shared the bit of verse that I had, the first verse. And then I, uh, and I came and showed him the chorus and immediately, uh, Tim changed the chorus, like, just like the first <laughs> line, changed it. And then, and then Jack came up with the rest of the chorus, uh, the the second chorus, and I had the hook. I can't take me anywhere, and uh, and then they, you know, we wrote the second verse. They everybody, it was a it was a fun song to write, and so, so yeah, we wrote yeah. it in like thirty minutes. But yeah, it was it three was years in the making. Yeah, it was three, maybe longer. <laughs> it was longer. It was like ten years. I'd had this song sitting around for ten years that I I had had this memory that then when Leroy uh, the the last time that I had been kicked out of this place and I and I really didn't remember what I had said but I had said something uh, unsavory to someone and so I thought, I just kind of was writing from from real life experiences at that point and then Jack wrote the second verse of I'm I'm such a mellow pleasant kind of guy never be a problem unless I get too high which even when he's too high, he 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 doesn't drink at, at all, uh, so he's never really a problem. But you know, it's uh, uh, the the sound of it. I think encapsulates like what you're saying, where it just comes in like, like it has this really aggressive, but also like lackadaisical <laughs> fun. I still like listening to it. Yeah, it's like it's like a it's like a. a uh you know shaft the, uh, you know? the, the, the ohio <laughs> players uh, uh yeah isaac hayes and and, and leonard skinner make an album together yeah. <laughs> um definitely i mean it's got i mean you've got so many influences in your songs and just the way that you approach music music is it is is that because of when when you were growing up what what you've been listening to albums or artists that have influenced you i mean for for me i think oftentimes when leroy and i sit down to write we we have whether we're writing with another artist or whether we're writing just the the two of us we're we're always writing something that we want to play and want to be heard but whiskey wolves of the west doesn't have like a particular genre i'm never like Oh, we can't, you know, we can't put out Alexandria because that's too soft, you know, or like, yeah. uh, we can't put out, I can't take me anywhere because that's too hard, you know, or there's, there's, there's absolutely no, uh, but I think we make a sound when we sing together, which I think is a, a accumulation of a lot of influences that we both have from, from growing up. We, we love almost all of the, the same records. There's certain artists that I like that Leroy can't stand and probably a couple that he likes that I don't necessarily think are as great as he does. But for the most part, we really, we communicate uh, uh, well in the language of music. And I think we both have studied a ton of it. And I can't pinpoint, you know, uh, we could we could list off, uh, rattle off a, a long list of stuff, but a ton of the great, nashville artists but a ton of incredible laurel canyon and california rock and a lot of of like the singer songwriter standards i think we write from like a really uh practical um background of of lyrics and chorus and bridge and like a you know like a, the the meat and potatoes almost of like a symphonic structure of trying to arch the song to a destination now, um, <laughs> you've both got guitars. Do you, do you do you have any song songs in mind that you want to play? Yeah, we play. Uh, do you want to try to do? Uh, why don't we do uh, uh, when we've been playing live? 
lately that goes off so good is uh uh it's like it's the lost uh, uh john mellencamp song oh yeah the lost track of john mellencamp it's, i was singing this song the other day like and this is a, this is a song that i was kind of like an afterthought when we were recording we have like a you know a five or six songs uh you know uh, in a, in a day that we had recorded and we recorded this one but then listening back it ended up sounding really good we wrote it with a guy named jamie mclean who's a, another fantastic guitar player and plays with the dirty dozen brass band and um uh mark broussard and a ton of other awesome artists uh he co-wrote this with us right here in the shed and uh it's called uh Ain't giving up on you. Ain't giving up on you. <laughs> Hand in my pocket, staring down at the grill. In the crowd, we were gone. It's all over town. Drank the tequila, hit the bottom of the glass. Looking for your love, and I need it back. It's gone. I just can't believe She said you'd be right back where you go. What did you do? They're all good looking with pockets full of cash. Big city money can buy what I have. My love for you is true. You better believe it. Did, 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 you can't see, but 
if there was a heart monitor just going just across the screen, mine would be just going up and down like this. Because... Hooked up to the EKG. <laughs> the mustache twist in the middle of the song made it just perfect. <laughs> like, I was smiling like that. <laughs> I mean, uh, how how do you judge? Not not just what what is a good song, but a great song. Well, ah. Uh... We think everything we do is great. Yeah. We yes. So and so do I. <laughs> yeah. We just we we uh you get excited about something, uh, and you hope that excitement is for something great. Otherwise, uh, you know, you wouldn't get excited about something that was that was dog shit. Yeah. I think at this point we both have been doing it long enough where we're like, well, if we spend that much time, you know. If we spend a few hours going into it, why don't why is not why why not just record it and see what people think, you know? And there's certainly songs songs that I have thought were not important to me and that I didn't love have been more successful than other songs that I think are like the greatest thing in the world, and people are like, nah, you know, that's fine. Yeah. So who so, am I to judge? Yeah. Sometimes you just throw away a song and. And train plays it, <laughs> <laughs> or sometimes you you throw away a song and you sit on it for five years and then you pull it out. Yeah, and you, Jack Timpson. Yeah, I said, "Hey guys, check this out." Yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, I have to say one one of my favorite songs is "Freedom." I absolutely loved. I absolutely loved that song. Yeah. Uh, Will you play that one too? That was one of the. Uh, that was one of the first ones I think that we wrote and. And I had gotten to like a, a point in songwriting where I was like, I'm not gonna try and like write songs anymore. I just have like ideas. Like the very first song we wrote, I was like, I don't care what we write. I just want it to be called number one. The title is just number one. Yeah. And then we started writing around that. And then like drifting on, I think Leroy had like a, a, a whole little uh, piece. And then it was like the cinematic thing around drifting on. And then the, the third song I think we wrote was Freedom, yeah, where I was like, freedom. I don't care what we write today, but the chorus just yeah. says the word freedom over and over again. Yeah. And that, it was also an exercise, and uh, originally when we started this band, we didn't want anyone to hear it or know about it. We, I thought to myself, conceptually, we were just going to write the slowest songs we could get away with, like just write the slowest <laughs> stuff that... Like, there's no way anybody's going to stay to the end of the song. So this is one of the songs that we wrote. I was just thinking, I'm just going to play the slowest kind of little easy little lick, and it, and it turned into freedom. We can play that one for you. Yeah. Oh, yes, one? please. Okay.
another man's clothes. I'll shield their eyes from the darkening skies. Leave them inside my dreams of freedom. I don't want to know freedom. I don't want to see freedom. If the truth is what it seems to be freedom, I'm just getting by freedom like I always done. Freedom, cheating time. crowd goes wild. Mo, yeah. Mo, so where, where are you in, uh, you're in London? So I'm in London, yes. And, and, uh, and the, your, your show airs around on the, like, where can we watch it? Thank you so much for having us on London on a, on a Wednesday. What is today? Thursday? Thursday. 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 So, um, so the pod podcast is available on Apple Podcasts. It's available on Spotify, Google, Anchor. It's on all, you know, um, platforms. I've also got my music blog as well. So um, my main thing was uh, lots of friend, friends of mine were saying, you, you know, you really, really love your, your music and we, we really enjoy you go, going out to see like gigs and stuff. You, sh you should do a blog. So um, I started up a blog. Um, and because I love love muse music, music, not just a very small range, but like all you know, classical jazz, blues, country, country and western, uh, river, river, and blues. Um, you know, um, and but what I absolutely love is being right at the front, at at, at the edge of the barrier, seeing 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 the artist right there on stage because. You, you've, you've got that connection then with the artist because you've only listened to the music maybe on your headphones or through speakers, but now, right now, at that moment in time, you're there, they're there, and they're singing the songs that make you happy, that make you sad, that make you jump for joy. And I just want, want to express that in some, some way or form, so that's what, that's what I did with, with, with the blog. And then uh, obviously now we're in the middle of a pandemic, so um, live live gigs are no more. So it's like, it took me a while just to figure, figure out, okay, I still want to do some, 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 something. I still want to connect with, with artists. And it, it's a singer, singer called Pete Jackson, um, who um, we, we were discussing on, on Instagram and he was saying, well, you can speak to me and I'll speak to you about, you know, my music and everything. And then that became the first episode of the podcast. And so I haven't really stopped since then. And this is um, actually Whiskey Walls of the West will be the uh, season finale of season one. 
All right. Yeah. Happy to be there. Great. <laughs> awesome. So this cool. is yeah, we've we have we have been trying to figure out a way to do the same where we've been doing like our uh we have like a, a Saturday night. Sometimes yeah. it's been on a Thursday, sometimes it's been on a Friday, but we try and do it on Saturday nights. Yeah. A, a backyard party right here. We make a fire, but we wrote a theme song for it. So a it's a thing. Song. You want to hear oh, wow. <laughs> Here's our but, theme song. But it's, you know, it, it airs at like uh, 8 o'clock Central, 9 o'clock Eastern. So yeah. that's like 3 a.m. And Yeah, uh, but you London. can watch it. It's still, it, they still keep it up on the Facebook. Uh, you can go watch it on our website, the web, Whiskey Wolves of the West. And uh, here's our theme song. You can wa come watch us. We do it every Saturday night. Every Saturday, 8 o'clock yeah. Central. We'll yeah, be we, doing it this Saturday. And, well, I don't know when the podcast we light up. up a, we light a big bonfire and we sing songs. Fantastic. That's just outstanding. That's uh, perfection. I yeah, thank you. I should have turned around and shot it this way to have a better view. We're, all just, we're just trying to stay in the shade. It's like 85 degrees here. So we're just, we're just keeping in the... I'm just getting ready for my songwriting, uh, socially distant songwriting session, which is outdoors. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's at 215. <laughs> so. Well, over here, we've, we've literally been having torrential rain. So oh, it's like uh, the, the sun is a long distance memory. <laughs> that sounds like a good that's song. A, that's right a good there. song. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good first line. Is a long distance memory that I hate to forget. <laughs> oh, okay. Now we got. See, we got the star. First right verse. Here. there you go. Is a long distant memory that I don't want to forget. Yeah. It's Baba Shop Raga. Yeah. We'll oh. like it. Well, um, can 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 to my mind blown to a million <laughs> tiny pieces. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, um, that's what we try and do with every podcast. Every interview just to offer some piece of mind-blowing songwriting. Well, def definitely. Well, I mean, where where does the inspiration come come from? Do you uh, is it from poetry? Is it from books? Is it movies? Is it just your life? Is it just a phrase that you've heard? Is it just you know just like that? Just just a line? That's it. That's every all of it. It just came from you. Yeah, yeah. You, when you, you, Leroy always says when I'm doing a vocal take, he's like, I don't, I can't explain to you what this is missing. He's like, but when I hear it, I, I'll, I'll know that it's right. Like when I hear, it, I know it's right. And it's the same. Like so I'll be walking down the street and I'll hear all this over here. Somebody say something. And I'll be like, oh, that's a good. Like the songwriter brain is always able yeah. to be like turned on. You know, like. And when I hear, yeah, when somebody says the sun is a long distance memory, I'm like, that sounds like a good I mean, line. Yeah. And then we got something, and then I'll just yeah. put it in my little notebook. And yeah, then you got something. Yeah, it's like uh, I heard someone talk about recording uh, one time the, uh, uh, the difference between uh, uh, 
like tape recording and, and uh, digital recording is yeah. uh, there's the there's sole information that you miss on a digital recording. And uh, I think that's in, in, in songwriting, I think it's more applied in that respect. It's like there's there's an intangible uh, amount that you don't you don't quite know what it is or how much it's got, but like soul information in, in, in like a, a phrase or a song or the way that a melody wraps around a chord progression. You yeah. Know I'm talking about? I mean, as a music yeah, yeah, lover, yeah. You, you're in tune with it, but you can't quantify it. It doesn't have a value, but you can feel it. And uh, I mean, you got to put the soul, you got to, you got to have at least, you know, when we're writing the song, I'm always like, got to have a great first line. Yeah. And then it's got to have a great chorus, you know, and if you can put a little bit of soul information in each line, well, then you've got oh. a super song. If you just get a little bit of soul information in each verse, then you've got a, you know, a pretty okay song. Well, you've done. That's my story I'm sticking to. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great store story to have. Um, and, and I know that uh, you've, you've done a lot of collaborations and you've also done one with, um, here in the UK with Laura Evans as well? Yeah, yeah, the, the, she, uh, uh, Tim got in touch with her for something. You guys have been friends for a while, right? Yeah, she, she was a, a, a friend of a friend from Los Angeles and then she came out to the Bluebird to play one time when, when I was there and I saw her and we met and the Bluebird's like a famous yeah. little, uh, uh, club here. And then we set up a, a co-write via Instagram and she came uh, to Nashville and was here for like a week and we and we wrote a song and we were kind of like, what are you wanting to to write about? I can't remember, but I was like, where are you? I'm really super interested in in Wales and, and I've been to Scotland, all over yeah. Scotland on like a two week vacation. I've never been to, to the United Kingdom. I've never been to Wales. And she's from, from Wales and so I was really fascinated from about there where she grew up yeah. and so she started telling us a story about her her parents and where they grew up but i was like this is we just kind of wrote it all yeah. about as she talked it down yeah. leroy wrote a chord progression and yeah we just started she was telling her story and i was writing the song uh the uh and then as, as i'm sitting there i'm looking at her she looks like like a a, a relative she she looks like my sister <laughs> it's like my <laughs> real sister and so we took pictures afterwards of each other we're like good god that looks like it looked like we're hanging out with my sister so because uh, uh i have welsh uh, heritage so which is where she's from yeah well um because over here in the in the uk you've obviously got um con country artists and folk artists as well um but there's and i think there's a there's a different difference in in the way way that the music translates as well in terms of where you've got country artists like Hank Williams and all the greats from, from, from the States. But then you've got new emerging artists from the UK like Laura Evans, Two Ways Home. And also I'm, I think there's something special about country music because it just translates, it just grabs an audience. You've got, you know, there, there's, a, there's a Oslo scene, there, there's people from Norway who are just hooked. And, uh, you know, you've got bands like the Northern Bell, the Darling West. And if you listen to, to them, you would not think they are Norwegian in any way, shape or form. They've got banjos, they've got the guitars the whole thing wow. well yeah i thought that was kind of you know it was like it took uh the it took the music coming across the pond back and forth a few times where like i just watched this this stones talking about how that they had put little red rooster out as a single uh and everybody was like that's crazy for you to do to and they were like well we felt like we owed the bl american blues you know to, yeah. to, to try and expose it to more people over and not London. the royalties, but yeah, just the Spotify of the 60s. <laughs> we'll play your song and we will say your name, yeah, but we'll, we'll take we'll, the money, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. Money for it. <laughs> uh, but in 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 that same, yeah, there's like Daniel uh, Norgren. Have you have you heard of him? 
I think he's from I think he's from Scandinavia or Norway or something like that. Maybe I'm saying his name wrong. But yeah, when I first heard him, I was like, wow, who is this like Appalachian folk you yeah. know, singer? And then as it turns out, he's you know, that's not his his first English is not his first language. Um, but I think there's something that's quintessential in country music and kind of folk songs uh, that has been passed around through across all across the world for so long that it's intrinsic in, in people's ears. And when you when you hear it, it was I, I had kind of lost a lot of what I felt like was the soul of, of my music and was kind of disinterested in a lot of it until I went to, to Scotland and each night I was, I was there in um, uh, Edinburgh and Inverness and the Isle of Skye and, and in these pubs, you know, at like, uh, you know, in Edinburgh, at like seven o'clock, everybody would come and just play music in these pubs, you know, just for drinking money or whatever. And it was like this communal language that people spoke. And suddenly I was like, I had lost this storytelling in this, the 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 soul and the essence of fabric the language of music i had lost i had traded it for commerce or i had traded it for some kind of you know notoriety or something and i had lost the the essence of what i think it's there for for human communication and to bond you know all of humanity together and i got that back when i was you know over over there and and it, and it totally turned my head around to to getting back to writing song songs and i didn't it wasn't long after that that i met leroy and we started writing some songs and i think that hopefully that shines through oh it definitely definitely does it definitely does now lily Roy, i could see that you were finger playing some something they did with some some something going your in your mind there you were what what, what were you just silently playing chords there what what what, what was that <laughs> I was just I was just playing some soundtrack music for Tim Jones to talk. I've been practicing that because Tim Jones can be long-winded during yeah. our live shows. Soliloquy. So, so, just, so I'm trying to figure out a way. It's like, you know, what would Freud want to hear behind uh, something he was trying to tell us? And I just, that's what we do all the time. He's always just playing notes and stuff. So I just completely tuned it out. Or I was like, you know. I kind of like, I, I, I was doing this. This, this sounds kind of nice to me. This. Just trying to play on play it on the theme. Fabulous, so. fabulous. Now, um, now we've written two songs on your show this month. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> all right, the, the, the bar has been set high. Now, we'll, we'll see you in two. License requests, and uh, we'll have our people talk to your people. Yeah, we're gonna need to watch the recording. <laughs> <laughs> now, you've just released um, "Friend of the Devil, Devil," which was yeah. you know, a great, 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 Grateful Dead song. Rob, Rob, the Hunter. Um, well, what inspired you to release that as a track? Well, we we've been playing that live, I think, really like since the first, like one of the first gigs. Yeah. And uh, it's a uh, to me, it's a special song. I mean, uh, you know, podcasts are adult shows. I, uh, the first time I did Acid, I listened to that song, and it, it changed my perspective on music a lot. You know, when I was sixteen or something like that, and. Uh, don't do drugs. Stay out of school. Stay in school. Stay out of school because of the pandemic, but stay, stay in school. Yeah. yeah stay, stay in school. Stay in school uh, in your head. Yeah. Stay in your yeah. head. School. But uh, that, uh, I, I had played, I played music all night by myself with an acoustic guitar and had a, and it was like around a group of friends, like 20 people or something. And, and the room was completely silent for, you know, good two or three hours while I was playing. And I thought, well, shit, uh, I have an ability to play in front of people that if people are listening, uh, I can, it, it, I like have a, a, I have a connection there that I didn't know was there. It's like a magical power you didn't know you had. And then, uh, uh, and then after that night, uh, I was, you know, coming down and, and it was like the sun was coming up and then they put friend of the devil on the, on the radio. And I'd heard it really, I'd heard it before, but I heard it for the first time. And I thought, wow, I mean, what a night, you know, this, it, it was, it was like a coming into being type of song. And so we, now we get to play it all the time. And I, every so often I, I try to remember, remind myself that 
about you know what that song was for me and i think we got a really great recording of it i mean we yeah i love yeah. i love playing that song as well and i think it touches on the same kind of thing where it is just like yeah song that could be as old as time or that still sounds pretty new like a like a story uh a track that's like a, a folk tale that could be what people used to yeah. write about in the 1500s, you know? you know, proper deadbeat who's got <laughs> women everywhere. He's running for the law. I mean, yeah. what, what more could you want? <laughs> the only people you can trust. There's nothing more than the one from a song. Really, really, really. That's what you want from a song. That that Andy Hero wins every single time. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> and I love, you know, Jerry Garcia's voice is 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 so tender. Uh, you know, he had such like a like heartbreak in in his voice uh that it's fun for me on stage to try and what i feel like i can't not not sound like me like i always sound like me even if i try yeah. to sound, sound like another singer where it's fun for me to try and bring it down to like this quiet emotion that that he had and so hopefully we capture that on on the recording a little bit because normally i'm just blasting off you know, at 100 miles an hour, and he was really kept it <laughs> throttled at like a good nice 33. It sounded great. I was happy with that one. Fabulous. Um, now, um, you can play that on your show. Oh, yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Didn't get to sleep last night till the morning came around. I said I'll run him, but I take my time. A friend of the devil is a friend of mine. If I get home before daylight, I just might get some sleep tonight. I ran into the devil and he loaned me 20 bills. Spent the night in Utah in a cave up in the hills Said I'm running but I take my time A friend of the devil is a friend of mine If I get home before daylight I just might get some sleep tonight I went down to the levee but the devil caught me there my twenty dollar bill and any bandage in the air. I said I'll run him, but I take my time. A friend of the devil is a friend of mine. If I get home before daylight, I just might get some sleep tonight. Got two reasons why I cry away slowly night. First one ain't sweet. Heart's delight. 
who me Woo! Yeah, I love that last lick you did, Woo! Jones. That was that was a new surprise. Good, good, good riff. Good riff. Uh, that, that course, absolutely fantastic. Practically morning time for our mm -hmm. voices. Even though my eyes have been open since 5 a.m., my voice <laughs> just woke up about 15 minutes Mine ago. Mine too, 4.56. Fantastic. Um, so what next for Whiskey Walls of the West? Well, we've got... Uh, we've When's been, your podcast going to air? Yeah. So the podcast will come out uh, next Friday. Okay. okay. Well, we'll have a new. We got a single coming out, I guess, in three weeks. Uh, we haven't decided which one. It's going to either be "Roll On By" or "I Found the Light." Two songs uh, that we've been working on, already recorded. And then, yeah, we'll be putting out a uh, a record uh, before the end of the year. Another record, our second yeah. record of the year. Uh, hopefully, in like October before before November. Um, and maybe we'll put it out on some vinyl and we've got, you know, a couple shows here in, in the States, two outdoor shows, uh, September the 4th in Augusta, Georgia, September the 5th in Port Royal, South Carolina. Yeah. And hopefully everything will mellow out I'm and gonna we'll just come over to London and, uh, hang out with the Stones. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Um, thank you, Whisk Whiskey Wolves of the West, for coming on the podcast. You have been absolutely fantastic. Thank you, Mo. Thank you, Mo. Thanks for the two songs. <laughs> Pleasure.